Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. Tired Learning, what is up? It is I, Van Lathan. And it's Rachel Lindsay. Rachel, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. I had my homegirl come in town with her husband. They came from San Francisco just to get away. So, uh, yeah, I just went to dinner, um, hung out with them at their spot at the hotel. It was good. It was good to see, like, really close friends, you know, that because I haven't seen anybody because of COVID. What hotel did they stay in? The W, which, which, which I'm w? thinking, okay, see how you said which W? It's I thought w's. there was only one. So no. I'm thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I've been in LA now for six weeks. I know exactly which W hotel. Remember, I live in Westwood. Mm-hmm. I drove to Hollywood. I get there. They're like, we don't have a room number. Right. I said, well, there's only one W. No, apparently there is one that's across the street from where I live. Right. And that is the one they stayed at. Right. It's, I call it the shadow W. I'm sorry. Why? Because there is a W, the middle, I, the, I have dubbed it either the shadow W or the middle child W. Because there's a W in Hollywood that is a big deal. When you're on the 101, you see this big hotel. It's a big yeah. red W. They got the W residences. It's right there. I think it's all Vine. Big, huge deal they made of it. Blah, blah, blah. We do jazz. Blah, blah, blah. We're the W. Okay, Okay. nice little outside place to go chill. Everybody goes there, kind of a thing. Then there's W in Westwood, which has been around a little bit longer, which that nobody really goes to. Gotta be honest with you. No one really goes to that W. It's nice. It's got STK. I've eaten there once. Uh, Shout out to Tommy Alter. That was his idea. But nobody really goes. It's kind of like the middle child W, the shadow W. I don't like you calling it the middle child. It's a bit triggering. I am a middle child. Explains a lot. What does it explain, Van? Well, it, what just, it, does it explain? Well, listen, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It, it, number one, it, look, I, I'll tell you why it explains a lot. A middle child, middle children, there's a middle child syndrome, but if you look at it, middle children tend to be very successful. They tend to be very outspoken because they're really, really shaking everyone uh, to, to be seen. And, you know, and every time I go on your gram, you're seen with a different product. And that is something. <laughs> that has nothing. No, no, no. You just wanted to say this. That has that nothing to do with being a middle child. Yes, it is. Because, like, that's probably what you were doing in the home. You were probably like, mom. I was just picking up things and trying to sell them. Exactly. You were probably like, mom, have you tried Calgon? It like, it'll take you away. Mom. You should try. What's the name of the? Uh, what was the name of the? Um, no. What, what no. was the name of the? What was the name of the? Uh, oh, hold on. Uh, this is going back to eighties commercials. What was the name of the dishwashing liquid that was also good for your hands? Do you remember this? No. There was dishwashing liquid, but it was also good for your hands. And they were trying to convince women that by washing the dishes, you could also make your hands soft. There were, I, I promise you. Oh, three, I believe that this existed. Three commercials I remember. I remember the dishwashing liquid that was good for your hands. Okay. I remember Cal- Calgon take me away because I still don't know what Calgon is. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. Even Mariah like, Carey sings about it. I know what Calgon is. I used to use some spray. Mm-hmm. What is Calgon? Oh, you mean like what does the actual word mean? No. What does it do? What is the what is the product? Like what oh, is Calgon? I use like a body spray. There might be a lotion. I don't know. Like does it like it smells why, so good? It just takes you away. It makes you. But they were, but they, but but they were like going to another realm, Rachel. It was like Calgon, take me away. Yeah, like and it, it just like, smells so good. It's like 
don't takes know, you euphoric. Away. It's just I never understood it. Um, go ahead. But like, yeah, but yo, middle child. So you're probably around. You know what I mean? But seriously though, I when I was a kid, give you an example. My mom used to keep kids. Right? She used to have like a little day, day daycare off the books. <laughs> It's called a little off the books daycare. I, I, we all know those places. We all know those places. places. <laughs> off, off the Gross. books, it's, especially in the south. Off the it books, no insurance, nothing thing. like that. Basically, <laughs> leave your kids with us and hope they don't die. Uh, off the books, so give them a grilled cheese sandwich and put them to sleep. So I remember I was in the first grade and you know, I was being disruptive in class. I was yelling. I was. <laughs> just how we would expect young man to be right and the teacher says she goes uh, she writes me up she sends me to the office and then she goes um, I actually understand why you're like this and I was like what and she was like you're like this because at home around all these other children that your mom keeps you probably have to fight so hard to be heard then and that's why you're this way. And I was like, that's dope. I got in trouble, but that's cool because it's not even on me. Fast forward. I get home. I get off the bus. I have the pink slip. You have to get it signed by your mom. Mm-hmm. So I get off the bus. Uh, I have the pink slip. Give it to my mom. And I say, hey, I got in trouble, but don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, because it's your fault. That's what I said to her. I said, it's your fault because of all of these kids in here. And... The look on my mother's face went from disappointment that I got written up to rage. (laughs) I never saw her hand. I still don't know where it came from. I think her hand came from inside of my body. And where did it catch you? Right there. I never forget. Right there on the side of this jaw. She got the bone of the jaw. (laughs) Pop. You know what? That was my fault, too. Yeah. Uh, get your ass in there and go to the room. So yeah, um, a middle child. Um, so, but you got the you hung out with your friends. You yeah, guys yeah, yeah. ate. You you did, were you late for dinner because you had you went to the wrong W? No, I kicked it with them and watched college football Saturday. That I was mm. late to, so it was fine because we were just sitting around the hotel just chilling. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. It's dope. It's dope. Yeah, what you do? I watch LSU football. Okay. Um, I watch LSU football. 
uh, LSU finally looked uh, quasi decent. Then I um, I got with some of my friends that we are doing the short with the uh, the 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 uh, the two distant strangers. Short is complete. It's finished. Congratulations! Are, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we made some finishing touches on that. Just kind of hung around, chilled a little bit, uh, did my thing, but I also caught wind of something on the Twitter sphere that I want to ask you about being that you are a lady that likes a, likes a nice bag, right? I you sure like do. Nice, you like you, what's your, what's the best type of bag? Like what's the best bag? I mean, I think it's particular to each person. My favorite, mm. I have a variety, but I, I guess my favorite is Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton bag. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the favorite bag. For, before that's the, you have the bag, you're showing the bag. Okay. It's very nice. Very nice. So I'm not there's done. another, you got two Louis Vuitton bags. <laughs> Why, no, wait, wait a minute. Why do you need two of them though? Because my do, wallet was in this one, in my, right. in my bum bag. And I didn't feel like I just threw it in the bigger bag. Also, maybe I knew the topic was going to be this today. So I was you just threw, wait, 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 wait. My sister, God bless Rachel Lindsay. You put a Louis Vuitton bag inside of a Louis Vuitton bag. You put yeah. a Louis Vuitton bag, in, nigga. You put a Louis bag in a Louis. Ba- that's a rap lyric. I put a Louis bag in a Louis bag. Like you, you put a Louis. <laughs> that's big rage. A Louis bag in a Louis bag. What? I didn't even think it like that. That's very middle child, is it not? A little bit. Am I screaming for attention. You're screaming. You put a Louis mm. bag in a Louis bag. That's wild as hell. <laughs> Stop. It is. That's like wearing a Lamborghini outfit while driving a Lamborghini. <laughs> and they do have Lamborghini outfits, by the way. I just real quick. Just... Have you seen those? Have you seen the guys and they got like a Lamborghini jumpsuit? Is it like on? a that's what I was gonna say? Is it like a like a driver's no. outfit? Like a formal, say, Formula One outfit. No, it's like a Lamborghini sweatsuit. They got no. La- Lamborghini got a brand and people I don't wear know Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Anyway. That's you, man. Uh, That's your friend. Uh, I don't know anyone with the Lamborghini Ferraris, which are nice, but Lamborghinis, no. So uh, on the Twitter sphere, something happened. Uh, a beautiful rapper named Saweetie. Uh, you guys know Saweetie. Tap in, my type, all of those, all of those joints. She went on the old computer, El Interneto, and she said that you should not be with a man if he can't afford to buy you a Birkin bag. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Deep side from Rachel. I actually didn't know what a Birkin bag was until Good like maybe for you. like not no no. I knew I know now, but maybe until like the middle of the last year. The Birkin bag. Who makes the Birkin again? Hermes. Or uh, is it Hermes or Hermes? I say Her- I'm terrible at pronunciations. Please do not. Please do not go off me. But I say Hermes. You say Hermes? I'm going to say yeah. Hermes. My nigga okay. Hermes. My okay. nigga Hermes. <laughs> I know uh, that's not right, but go whatever, ahead. Whatever, whatever. Uh, so you, it, and I guess these Birkin bags, they're very expensive. I've heard that they're good investments though, like 10, 50, sometimes like $100,000 for a bag or something like that. I, something, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, whatever. So Sweetie says that you shouldn't be with someone that they can't afford to get you a Birkin bag or whatever like that if they don't buy you a Birkin bag. And then there's Quavo right there. I guess Quavo, who is very wealthy, can afford to buy a Birkin bag for, for them. And that's their business. This set off a firestorm on the old Twitter sphere about whether or not 
that's appropriate to say and whether or not she's being materialistic and gold diggeristic and all of those things for saying that one of the standards that she has uh, is that her man be able to buy her a Birkin bag. Like, it was a big deal. Now, you like a nice bag. What are your thoughts on this? It's a big deal because it was a stupid comment, mm. right? And I can take this, and I can take this two different ways. Maybe she was basically saying, like, it's not that they should be buying you a Birkin bag. It's just that they should be able to afford one. They they can, if they wanted to, they could buy you a five-figure bag, right? They range from like, I don't know, like 12 to 25 or something like that, thousand. It's stupid because you're base. I don't know. It's 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 almost like it's playing into an old school idea of what of how women should be. Why can't you just say, you know what? I don't need you to be able to get me a Birkin bag because I can afford my own. I don't need to put those that type of pressure on you or have a man who does that when I can do that for myself because that's how I roll. I can buy my own Birkin bag. I don't need to be with a man who can buy. Who's going to buy me a Birkin bag? I just think it's just such a stupid comment to make. I don't know if she was trying to be cute. I don't know if it was a, a lyric in one of her songs. I don't I don't know. I'm not here for it when people make those type of comments. And I can understand why people were so upset about it. First of all, I think Birkin bags are hideous. I'm just going to mm. put that out there. You if like- I'm going to. I don't, I, I don't, I think they're very ugly bags. That's just my, my opinion. But if I'm going to drop that much money on a bag, I wouldn't, I, I personally just wouldn't do it. I would spend money some, someplace else. But the fact that you're saying that the, sta- hey ladies, the standard is that you shouldn't be with any kind of man unless they can buy you a Birkin bag. And if they can buy you a Birkin bag, that's the type of man that you should be with. As if excluding all other red flags that can, that are with a man that can buy you a Birkin bag. Cause that's, that's the standard right there. And then well, it's that's not what she standard, said. Huh? She, that's not what she said. She didn't say she you said need he to. He should be able to buy you a bag. But that she didn't say that. The Birkin bag was the only standard. She said that it was a standard. I just guess I just don't adopt into this mentality. I'm not saying that it's yeah, it's lovely if your man can buy you a Birkin bag, but it just to me, it just I feel like it's minimizing what women can do for themselves, right? Like you you got to have a man that can do these things for you, as if you can't do it for yourself. Something's missing. It'd be different if she said that and she was like. This is the type of man that I like. This is the type of man that I want. I also want him to have A, B, C, D, you know, but I don't need a man to do this because I can also do this myself. That's not what she said. She's like, if your man can't do this, boom, 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 send him to the streets. As a man, does that not make you feel a certain type of way? Like, I'm a good man. I'm out here working an honest job. I'm doing all of these things, but I can't. Why are you laughing? (laughs) But I I can't buy you a Birkin bag, so, so I'm not shit. That's basically what she's saying. I think that a younger version of Van, like a 25, 26-year-old Van, less secure version of himself Mm -hmm. that never saw who he was going to be, you know, that couldn't see whether or not he was going to be successful in life and had some insecurities behind that. I think he might have taken that and been like, yo, I'm not enough. Like I, Well, she's telling you you're not enough. Right, I'm not enough. I think he would have been that. But this version of me, in no way feels offended at all that she feels that way. That's like, you, though. I know, I know. So, but right. And you asked me. So for, for me, not, not at all that she feels that way. Couldn't care less. Because here's the thing. This is, the, this is the thing I don't get about all of these types of deals, right? Either you can buy the fucking purse or you can't. 
And if you can't buy the purse, then you can't have Saweetie. Guess what? The sun will rise tomorrow. It, it, the sun is going, the sun, maybe, unless supernovas, we never know. But like, chances are, it's pretty close to one that the sun is going to rise in the morning. Go, I see, I see women get upset sometimes when a man goes, if my woman can't cook or clean, uh, come in, I got to have a T-bone steak and the Windex <laughs> smell got to be in the house and I want to smell that pine saw smell with the biscuits burning on the back burner and all of that stuff <laughs> like that. And they get so upset when guys say those things. And I think to myself, hmm, that's not your guy. There's a guy that when you come in, He'll have the biscuits burning on the back burner. He'll have all those things. Now, I get that some of those ideas can become pervasive and they become more cultural standards than individual ideas. But for the most part, for me, personally, I'm like, everybody's arguing about this. I'm like, who fucking cares? That's you. So here's the thing. I get you. And in, and and I'm only talking about it because we're talking about we're talking it. Because I could it. really care less either. But I think... What you're applying is your thought and your approach to this situation. Not mm-hmm. everybody thinks on your level or has the same security as you do or just thinks like you do. Mm-hmm. You have to realize who she's speaking to. So now you're you have I'm very big on like you got a platform, you have this audience and you're telling your hey, ladies, if your man can't do this and this and this for you, which is such meaningless and trivial things. I just want to say, by the way. Right. Like buying you a Birkin bag. That's stupid. But if you if your man can't do these things for you, you don't need him that there is a group of people, a large group of people who will take that and run with that. And that's why I say it's silly and it's stupid. That's why that's where I'm coming from. I get you're not like that, but there Mm -hmm. are a whole lot of people who are going to be like, oh, my man can't give me a Birkin. Ladies, there's a lot of men who can't buy you Birkins. A lot of men who don't know what it is and don't know how to spell it or don't know how to say <laughs> Hermes. There's a Hermes. lot. There's a lot. <laughs> so, you know, if that's what your standards are, you're going to be searching for that man for a long time. Question. What, where do you draw the line at what you should be able to ask for from a potential mate? So Birkin bag is out, right? That's too much. You can't say, because it's too materialistic to say Birkin bag and pay for the bills. Mm-hmm. But like, is it is it bad to say that you want a man that makes over $100,000 a year? Is it bad to say that you want a man who went to college? Yeah. Is it bad to say that you want a man who has a certain size penis? Yeah. Is it bad to say, what's the cutoff? Because really, I'm interested in this because no, it yeah, seems I think to, these are it, good seems, questions. It, it seems to me that everybody has little things like this. It just seems that some of those things are okay to say, and then others of them aren't. I mean, I think maybe it's the, if you say, I, I only want a man who goes to college, well, why? Why is that so important to you? I think if you, it depends what your why is. But, you know, if it's because, oh, I want him to have a certain degree, okay, oh, because uh, for whatever reason it may be for you. Oh, $100,000. I would just also like to add, if it is $100,000, your man shouldn't be buying you a Birkin bag with that type of salary because that's a good salary, but it ain't Birkin bag money. $100,000, like that's, I mean, I don't think that any of these things are wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's just your why as to to why you want those things. Why are those mm. the standards? I personally had a list as well until I got to 30 and that list wasn't working out for me. Like certain things <laughs> that I wanted, that I wanted in a man 
And then I just realized, you know what? It's about the values and the foundation because I don't want to ever ask a man of something that I can't get material wise that I can't get for myself. Right. I'm not going to so, ask you for a Birkin bag if I can't get a Birkin bag myself. So you're, so basically, um, so, oh, so you wouldn't, so you wouldn't ask for anything that you can't get for yourself. That's right. Yeah. Well, see, well, see that's, that, 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 I can't, I could never say that, right? Because Why? I'm, because I'm going to ask for a vagina and I can't do that I myself. said material-wise. Well, I mean, there's material I mean, there's there, I certain guess. things that, admit, that's what, I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> materialistic things. I'm not going to ask, things I could buy. Well, things you, you can buy. You can, you can definitely buy, you that can too. buy that too. You can buy that too. But no, but I know, I, I understand what you're saying and I get it. Do you think that the value judgment is fair? Because I'm going to be honest with you. This, I think this is why I have the, I don't have the sex worker stigma. And I'm not saying that Saweetie is a step work, sex worker, but I think this is why I don't have the sex worker stigma that a lot of other people do. It's because I don't see the difference. And when I say I don't see the difference, like I really don't. So. Okay. The difference if, in what? So if you're born six foot eight, 260 pounds, right? Um, and you got a 40 inch vertical and then you put your body on display, you use your body, you mm-hmm. use your God given physical skills to go make money, right? To go catch passes or throw a baseball or dunk a basketball. You use okay. that to go do that, right? I intellectually can't see the difference between that and a lady with a big old ass on a stage somewhere using what she either bought or was blessed with, shaking it all over the place and making money off of it. Mm -hmm. And even if she wanted to take it further and indulge in some champagne room activities, I really don't see the difference intellectually. I see the cultural difference in that one is tap. difference. Well, that's a sliding scale, right? I, I see. I see the difference in terms of what we've deemed immoral. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like society-wise, right. like you said, culturally. Right. Yeah, what we've deemed immoral. What? But I, intellectually, I can't see the difference. So when women are like, I guess, women or men or whoever, when they're gold diggers, when they say. When they say, hey, I need this amount of money or I need this things, but I'm always like, well, okay. I hope it works out for you. But I don't see, like, what's the, what I don't, I really don't understand the big deal. Like, the, I'm, on, I'm like, the only difference I would say is the, the, what you said about, you know, like being on a stage versus being on a, like a court. I think both of those, I get what you're saying because they're both talents, right? You're using the talents that you have or what, or mm-hmm. you bought whatever for yourself. To make money. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about a gold digger, that's just you having your hand out asking for something, right? Like there's no talent. There's no work ethic. You're literally just saying, because like to be a gold digger doesn't mean you have to give anything up. You're literally yes, just you, asking. Yeah, no, you yes, don't. You do. Oh, no, you don't. I yes, don't. you do. No, you do not. Well, you, got, people, you got to, you got to, you got to. I know people to... who are gold diggers who have not to, had, had to do anything but ask. Well, they, they also, they must they most of the time they have to at least give their time, like parts of their life. They have to give attention. Okay. They have to give. Okay. They have to do all okay. kinds of things. Time. There's time. normally time. There's time. time. Most of the time, there's sex. Most of the time, there's all those. So there's normally a trade off there. And to me, as as long as everybody's cool with the trade off, then 
yo, what's the what's the what's the thing? Am I no. just? I, I think Gold Digger to me is a little different. The other mm-hmm. stuff, I, I understand what you're saying. It really right. just is a is a moral thing. That's that's yeah. so, a, so, the way society looks at it. That's really sure. what it comes down to. Hmm. I agree with and you. There's a- I, get, I, I just I, 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 people were going crazy about the Birkin bag thing, and I remember when the PS5 came out, all the brothers were joking about asking their girls to you know buy them a PS5, and I'm thinking to myself, well, ask her. The only thing she can say is no, and women are like. I, I, women on World Twitter, like, I wish a nigga would ask me for a PS5. I'm like, first of all, I don't, I would, yeah, that's not a big deal. I, first, first of all, I would never ask for something like that because I'm going to get laughed at. I'm not going to get the PS5. It's not going to happen. Number one, I, I have to ask if I can buy the PS5 for myself. And I've, you, you know what I mean? And I've acquiesced to that. I've acquiesced to the fact that if I want a piece of art, got to ask permission. It's the way mm-hmm. that it goes. Okay, this is that's life. Fuck it, it's easier that way. But I just think sometimes I just wonder, you know, we go back and forth about a Birkin bag and all of that stuff like that. Yo, there's plenty of guys out there that'll buy you Birkin bags, and then there are plenty of guys who won't. Find one of the two, you know. I agree with you. What was this res- majority response though to that to that comment that she made on Twitter? It was for the, or against. Or it split. was the. It was divided along sex lines. A lot of times it was divided along the lines of uh, this is why, because people are really salty. Really, all this has to do with the way you personally internalize it, right? If you want, if you, if your dream is to one day have a woman as beautiful as Saweetie, right? She just told you that you can't have her. That's really what, that's really, and people take those feelings and they purse, they make them personal, right? They go, so you, one day you want that. You don't just want a woman. It all has to do with people's perceptions. You don't just want a woman. You yeah. want a glamazon with a beautiful face and a big old ass and you want all of that stuff. You don't want a human being that's flesh and blood with all that complexity. You want like a big glamazon, right? Mm-hmm. You think that's what you should have. She just told you you weren't qualified. So now you feel away. Like that, that's really what that's about. And for women on yeah. the other side of it, a lot of them, they might be in relationships where they feel taken for granted. They're doing a lot. And not only aren't they not, are they not getting bags, they're not getting some of these guys to even pull their weight. So they're saying, yeah, you should be able to ask for something. And men are saying, no, you, you should not. She didn't say ask for something. She said a Birkin bag. She didn't ask for something. She didn't mm. say, hey, I need you to step it up. I need you to take out the trash. I need you to hold your weight. I need you to, you know what I mean? Like pick up the kids. She said... I need him to get a Berkey back or he got to go back to the streets. <laughs> That's what she said. I, hustle. I <laughs> what? What'd hustle. You're going to go back to the streets gonna, and hustle. hustle. <laughs> take penitentiary chances until you can come back and get a Birkin bag and pay her bills. And she probably got some high ass bills too. I get it. Rach, Rach, I, Rach, you are really, you always, you're, there's, there's a bunch of different Rachs because then there's conservative Rach. There's Rach, there's the Rach of what, the What Rach did I just give you? You just gave me a little bit. You gave me almost like how can I put it? Like you get you gave me like your family Rach. Your uh, family values Rach. You know what? Bit. It is mm-hmm. I'm extremely independent. Mm. Probably to a fault. Right. You know, like 
truly probably to a fault. And so when I see things like that, it, uh, it triggers me because I'm very much so like, come on, ladies, like, don't, don't like Mm -hmm. give men that kind of power. Like we can do this ourselves. You don't need that. Or, and and she might not have been saying it that way. And she probably, like, if she was talking in a conversation, maybe it would be a little bit, we get a little bit more meat behind that statement. But I think that's what you're getting for me is like, I'm so independent. I don't like when I see women's, when women Uh... say things like that. So it's not even about the interpersonal relationship thing. You want you don't want a woman to be asking a man for nothing. Yeah, like there's certain things that I need for my husband that that I can't give myself. Mm-hmm. But none of those things are materialistic. Not saying that I don't oh. appreciate like um you know like a Christmas present or a birthday present like we don't need to stop those things, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying there's so much more that I want from my man than that kind of stuff. And Can I ask you a question? Why are women why are women so much better gift givers than men are. I think we're more thoughtful. We listen. Like we're paying attention to things that you say throughout the day, the week, the month, whatever it may be. And we take note of that. Like I know there are times where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give him that for for his birthday. I'm going to get him that for Christmas. Or we just pay attention to little things that you don't have. You know, Mm -hmm. like, oh man, he needs that for his office. He needs, Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. I don't know. You, you'll mention something. You'll be like, yo, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like you come back and it's sitting there and it's nice and gift wrapped. And you know that she wrapped it herself. And you're thinking to yourself, I'm a weird piece of shit. <laughs> there are other your, things that you on, give us. On your birthday, you're getting a Zara <laughs> gift card. You know what I mean? Like, I, and that's like, you know, the best I can do. All right. So uh, there's actually something else I did this weekend, by the way, I should say. Uh, I watched uh, the subsequent Borat movie, the new Borat. I watched the new oh, Borat. Oh, how was it? Did you see it? No. Okay. So the new Borat is fucking hysterical. Better than okay. the first? Um, no, it's not better than the first. You can't, it's very gonna be very hard for anything to be better than the first Borat. Uh, but it was great. There was one particular thing that I thought was brilliant. So because Borat's famous now, he's gotta be in disguise all the time. So he took his daughter, the, the girl who's playing his daughter, who was fantastic. They go to like a cupcake shop, right? They go to this cupcake shop and um, he's going to reward her and treat her with a cupcake that has a baby on it, right? She's going to eat the cupcake. The cupcake has a little baby on it, right? Okay. Cupcakes with babies. So she picks out the cupcake and then she eats it too quickly and she swallows the baby. So then they go to a family planning clinic where they're talking <laughs> to uh, their, their father and daughter where they're talking to a crisis pregnancy guy. And... They uh, they're talking to the guy, and the guy's job is to keep her from aborting the baby. This is a crisis pregnancy doctor, and he's and Borat's telling her, "I wanted to give her, I wanted to give my daughter a treat, so I gave her a baby, and the baby is now in her stomach, and we need to get it out." And the guy's like, "No, we're actually here so you guys don't get it out." And Borat goes, "No, you don't understand. I'm her father, and I put a baby <laughs> in her stomach." Stupid. And I feel guilty about it. And the guy goes, and the guy goes, wait, you're her father and you put the baby in there. And then she goes, yes, 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 yes. The baby, the baby come from him. The baby come from him. And the guy, as he's dealing with this, so he's dealing with an incestual pregnancy in his mind. And he's trying to talk them into keeping the baby. It is fucking hysterical hysterical but of course that was not the big deal from the Borat movie no it wasn't 
the big deal for the Borat, Borat movie was the piece de resistance. The piece de resistance in the Borat movie was towards the end where Borat's daughter uh, interviews Rudy Giuliani. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I see, I'm sure you've seen the steals where Rudy Giuliani is laying down mm-hmm. and Borat's daughter is down by his crotch area and he's tucking his pants in or whatever. And the seals came out. So when you watch the video, which have you seen the scene? I've seen the stills. Okay. Rachel. 1,000% Rudy Giuliani thought he was about to get his dick sucked. One. But why with all the cameras around and on set? I'm so confused by all of this. So they're doing an interview with Rudy Giuliani and Borat's daughter, who is supposed to be like 15 or 16. Okay. They're talking back and forth. She's talking them up. Rudy Giuliani's into it or whatever, whatever, whatever. Then Borat runs in as the sound guy because he's actually trying to stop his daughter from giving herself to Rudy Giuliani. At first, they were trying to give, give his daughter to Mike Pence uh, and that didn't work out. They got kicked out of the out of CPAC, and then he's trying to give his daughter to Rudy Giuliani. They're trying to stop this, though. They're trying to stop this from... He's, he's trying to stop it from happening. So he runs in like he's the sound guy or whatever, whatever. And, and so because of that, they did, Borat and... Excuse me, Rudy Giuliani, Borat's daughter, decide they're going to go to another room where there aren't any cameras. So they go into this room, and Rudy Giuliani says, I'm going to give you my phone number, and I'm going to give you my address. We can keep in touch or whatever. And the cameras and are still rolling. There's a hidden camera. Okay. Uh, that's either on her or in the room. Okay. And um, they then, he then sits down and she goes down around his crotch area and then he leans back and lays back on the bed. And he's tucking his shirt in. Really, he's, he really, really looks like to me he's grabbing his shit. And then as soon as it's about to happen, Borat runs in. And he's got lingerie. He's like, no. But Borat runs around in lingerie. He's like, no, she's too young for you. She's only 15. Or no, she's too old for you. She's only 15. Blah, 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 blah. They run out. Rudy Giuliani is freaked out. He leaves the whole nine. So I watched this scene several times. Okay. Why isn't a bigger deal being made of this? Rudy Giuliani was totally... Totally, 1,000% about to get a blowjob from what he thought was a teenager. And it's not really funny. It's funny when you have, when you think about it, it's wild. So, so wait, and it came to be, right? Because we heard about this before the movie was out because what? Because Rudy Giuliani... He realized that the joke was on him. Right. So he, so the, this is like a setup, like when, when, when Sasha um, was doing the, like the interviews with people and he was setting them up and they were thinking that they were doing something that they weren't. Remember that show that he had? Cause there was a bachelor girl that was on it. No, Ali not Ali G. Very oh, recently. Oh, no, this is, Ameri- this is America, like last right. year. Right. Like, so this, this was is America like, or something like that. This America, like last year when he got that Georgia congressman. Yeah. Right. So this is kind of like this. Yeah, that's what he does when he when he when he does Borat, or even when he did Ali G before, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Remember yeah. in the Bruno movie, he got Ron Paul in a room. He got Ron Paul in a room, and he undressed in front of Ron Paul. He was he hit on Ron Paul <laughs> as Bruno. It was hilarious. But and I get all of that. 
I understand all of this. I even understand the Georgia congressman that he was able to, he, he pretended like he was a member of Mossad and got this guy to say, but this is different. Like there's, I don't know if any of the Thought Warriors out there have seen the movie, but Rudy Giuliani was getting ready to do something. And it's obvious when you watch the movie that he was, and it's kind of just being, like I watched the scene a, a million times. It's kind of just being swept under the rug. Like he thought a girl, a young girl was about to top him off. It's I like- mean- when I hear you tell the story, it's wild. When I saw it in the headlines, I was kind of like, wait, what's going on? Wait, this was a movie? Wait, he said he was trying to adjust his microphone. They're saying he, like, it was, I got pieces of it that I kind of just, I read through it and then kept it moving. But when I hear you talk about it in this way, I'm like, oh, that is wild. And I think maybe more people did what I did. It was like, wait, what? What's happening? Oh, like Rudy Giuliani is disgusting and and a liar anyway. So you know what I mean? Like they, I'm look now I'm like, I'm going to go watch the movie tonight. I need you to watch it. But then I I need other people to like catch on. Like if you guys haven't seen it, now we need to watch the movie because that's absolutely disgusting that he was about to just he laid he laid down statutory like, rape and was like just like it was nothing which which let leads you to believe if you're so comfortable doing that this ain't your first time around look I look I'm gonna be honest with you I'm watching this shit and I'm thinking is they gonna be creative with it or whatever nah man Rudy laid back like it was it was go time Rudy was. And then even his whole demeanor, his body language, like he was giddy. He was, they were, it was flirtatious between whatever they tried to get Rudy Giuliani on, they completely get him. And that's why I don't understand the QAnon people who think that it's a big pedophilia ring. And they seem to miss the Epstein stuff with Trump and the fact that Rudy Giuliani almost had a Pornhub moment on an Amazon Prime movie. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's a weird, weird thing. How did you get through this weekend and not watch Borat? Why didn't you watch Borat, man? You don't fuck with Borat? Well, I think we've 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 fully covered on this podcast how I am with movies. Oh, right? true. Like, I'm not rushing out to go see the newest movie. Uh, but I also had friends in town. So, you know, like, by the time mm. the end of the night, like, I was just chilling and I was working on something else. But yeah, but now I'm going to go see it. I got to yeah. see what was what what all the fuss is about. But there was a big deal on Twitter. That's how I saw it. Like yeah. Demi Lovato was like, I've never had to take my mic off that way. I guess I've been doing it wrong all these years. So people were making a big deal about it. But I get what you're saying. It should be bigger. Let's do it. Thought Warriors make a big deal about it. I just it's gross. It's disgusting. Really, really, it's just an interesting thing to me that. It's just when I watched it, I wasn't expecting it to be as obvious as it was that Rudy thought he was about to get Lewinsky. Like, I just didn't think, I, I didn't think it was going to be that obvious. I was taken aback. Um, so, do you ever break promises, Rachel? Yeah, I think we all do. Not, not on purpose, but, you know, life happens. Yeah. yeah I got to break a promise right now. Did, have you promised anything to me? No, or I this, promised this wasn't to me. I promised something to the Thought Wars. What did you promise? I promised that we would never on this podcast ever in the history or future of life discuss Kanye West. Thought Warriors, if you're out there, raise your hand if you actually believed him when he said that. Because <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> you didn't believe that. 
you didn't believe that. And we look, there's been a lot of Kanye West news. I'm just going to say, well, there's been a lot of Kanye West news that we haven't really covered, that we haven't covered. Like, he right. put out videos about running for president. We didn't cover any of those things. There's been a lot of Kanye West news that we haven't covered. But this, I had to cover. Okay. I want to do something real quick. We are going to break down two pieces of tape here on higher learning. First piece of tape we're going to break down is Kanye West in a recent interview with Joe Rogan where he talked about the infamous TMZ visit where him and I went back and forth where he said or intimated slavery is a choice. And this is a couple of years ago. You guys all know what happened. Um, but Kanye West sort of relitigated the whole thing on Joe Rogan's podcast. This is the back and forth between Kanye West and Joe Rogan. And I remember going on TMZ and saying, you know, slavery is a choice. And they medicated me for saying that, for having that opinion and saying it out loud. But as I put those contracts up, I'm saying, this is a choice. As I, you know... Uh, you didn't mean people being abducted and brought into slavery and put into chains was a choice. What you were talking about is people making decisions that would enslave them financially and enslave their life. Yeah. But it was taken out of context and it was taken in the least charitable way. And they decided to try to say, look at crazy Kanye. Look at this shit he's saying. Yeah. And then they medicate you. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um, that's Joe Rogan doing most of the heavy lifting in sort of trying to understand what Kanye West, I guess, meant when he was there. I want everybody to remember I was in the room when all of this is happening. Uh, but now that that's fresh in your mind, I want to run the, the actual video, the actual audio for you as well of what Kanye said while he was at TMZ. Go for it. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like, it's like we're, we're mentally in prison. I like the word prison because slavery goes too, too direct to the uh, idea of blacks. It's like slavery, Holocaust, Holocaust Jews, uh, slavery is blacks. So prison is something that unites us as one race, blacks and whites being one race. Uh, that we're one, we're, we're the human race. You heard both of those pieces of, 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 of sound. You yeah. heard that. You heard that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to address this very specifically because a lot of people have asked me about it uh, during the time. Yeah, go ahead. Right, okay. okay. So here's the... So number one, Kanye West had no business in TMZ that day. No business. Before Kanye walks into that door, into the front door at TMZ, he's exploited four different ways. I think he's just probably exploited by members of his team who realize that he's unwell, yeah. but still need him to promote things, go out, put product out, do all those things. He is certainly exploited and taken advantage of uh, by the brass at TMZ who realized that exactly mm -hmm. what's, what, what was going to happen um, when Kanye West came to the office actually ended up happening. All right. So there are a lot of people both inside of his orbit and outside of his orbit probably still remains that way today. They're taking, the, taking advantage of the fact that Ye, by his own admission, is unwell. By his own admission. Do I believe that he had a greater point about 
slavery that he was attempting to make? Perhaps. Maybe he did. What I'm telling you is that's not what he said. What Kanye West said very clearly. Now, if you want to come back and later on and say and say that you feel like it was a mental, you know what? Fuck all of that. Fuck it. There's no reason for any charity here. Like zero charity. Right. What what Kanye West did in that time, he said 400 years. Mm-hmm. 400 years and it's all of y'all. 400 years and it's all of y'all. That sounds like a choice to me. So let's let's cut that in half real quick. So even if you're saying that there was a sort of mental condition that, uh, that went along with the physical condition of slavery that held back our ancestors from mass uprisings, the answer is no fucking shit. Yeah. Of course, you're born into slavery, right? And the ones that were born into slavery, when they came over here, they're playing a straight up away game. They don't know the lay of the land. They can't farm. They can't hunt. They don't know the language. They're completely in every way in bondage. Bondage isn't just being chained to something. Bondage is being mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually chained. But all of those conditions exist in the same sort of sphere. It's the same thing. And what we can't do, won't do, and have no business doing is trying to get in a DeLorean and go back in the past and pass any type of judgment on people that experience something so debilitating and dehumanizing that we cannot even fathom it. And Kanye West, in that moment, is out of fucking line. Yep. He is doing the worst thing you can do as a Black person, which is ascribing some sort of weakness to your ancestors that survived so your Black ass could complain about record contracts. Now, understand that. You have people getting their nuts cut off. You have people getting their babies ripped out of them. You have people getting raped, people getting beaten. They went through that so you could complain about splits on a song and on a record. Mm. And I don't Mm -hmm. know what the fuck Joe Rogan is doing because this ain't even his cookout. Like, shout out to Joe Rogan. Never had a, don't even listen to it enough to have an issue, but you ain't got a motherfucking thing to do with this. You You don't need to play Johnny Cochran for Kanye West. He said what he said. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you guys something right there. There's more shit that Kanye West said when he was at TMZ that they took out. Because it was that bad. He said worse things than that. There were, there were things that he said while he was there that they cut out of it. That people made calls. Other people got on the phone with other people and they took it out. That's fine. Because I don't think that he was in his right mind anyway. He had no business being up there. Yeah. The only, yeah. The, what, what happened with me and Ye, it was a selfish thing. It was selfish because I couldn't sit there. I, had no, I Not only had I reached my breaking point with where I was, I'd also reached a point to where I didn't feel like I could let some of that shit fly for my own personal shit. It was like, how are people going to be looking at Van? They're like, no, Van, get it off your chest to Kanye West so people know that there's somebody who's really not going to be going for this shit. With yep. love. With love, though. 
with love because that brother at that point was suffering and I personally believe he still is, okay? However, what we don't get to do is we don't get to rewrite history when we've said things so egregious and disrespectful to, to, to people who I view with a religious zeal. Mm-hmm. I have a religious zeal for my ancestors and not just the ones that existed 300 years ago or 400 years ago, but the ones that existed 40 years ago and the ones that existed 50 years ago and the ones that went through all of this stuff with the yeah. religious zeal, right? So I'm not sure what I'm supposed to take from that, but I felt played not only by Ye for trying to clean that up with that telemarketer's voice that he's using now <laughs> and, and also by Rogan, who normally is a pretty fair interviewer, you know what I mean? But then came back and acted like Kanye West was talking about record contracts. Where the fuck was a record contract in there? Like, that had nothing to do. He was talking specifically about a condition. So I don't know what I'm supposed to take from that. But for me, having personally been there, and yeah. I haven't really talked about this as much, it was just really, really, how are people going to learn that what they said is so particularly offensive and degrading if they can then just go back and pretend that they ain't say it. That's what I took from it. It was disappointing to watch that interview because one, Kanye West did not explain his point of what he meant when he said it. Joe Rogan said it for him. It was almost as if he was reading off a teleprompter or, say, or it was almost as if they said to him, if Kanye is going to sit down and do this interview, you all, you have to say this. That's how by the book or like, I don't know, it just seemed like it was like put together his statement about the contracts. It made absolutely no sense. And what people also need to realize is Kanye West didn't just say it was just a mental thing. He also then tweeted about it and tried to clear up his point, but then still said, made the point that it was a mentality and we were mentally enslaved because there were enough numbers of us to be to overcome it. And we didn't. He doubled down on it. And then let's also not forget. And I understand that he was, you know, experiencing things and he was he's having an I don't want to speak about his mental health, but we know that he's not doing OK. But this summer, he also talked about Harriet Tubman did not free the slaves. So there is a problematic history of him talking about our ancestors, black people and how what history, what is history, he is saying is false. And so when you couple all that together, it's like, no, you can't be a revisionist in the, when it comes to this. You've said what you said at this point. And I am taking it as that is how he feels. I'm not looking, like when I, when I saw this interview, one, I'm gonna be honest, when I saw this, I thought this was an old interview because I just felt like he was still saying the same things that he's been saying. But I, I want to go back to Joe Rogan because that's the that's one of the biggest problems I had. I don't like it when people try to be a yes person and tell, say things to you to build you up when you clearly need help. And when I watched the exchange between Joe Rogan and Kanye West, I said, this is what people around him are doing. Like He cannot fully get the help that he needs or understand how detrimental his words are when you have people who are constantly making excuses for your problematic behavior. And people who are not affected by your problematic behavior. That's, that is a huge issue that I had with that interview and the contracts thing made absolutely no sense. And yay went along with it. And Joe Rogan said it and it, it, it made no sense. Like that has nothing to do with 400 years of slavery. Absolutely nothing. 
So, I mean, it yeah. was, it was disappointing. I'm more so disappointed in Joe Rogan though. Cause at this point, we're expecting these things. Sad to say, but we are expecting these things from Kanye. I wouldn't expect him to say anything different. I mean, so look, if, if Kanye West or anybody else wants to say that there's a mental condition that comes along with that level of slavery, there's absolutely zero way to deny that. You, of course, after a while of living in a situation like that, of course, there were multitudes of slaves who didn't think that their lives were worth as much as a white life. How could they? We're dealing with that today. That he's right about. Of course, there were people that thought that they were powerless to change their situation. You know, of course, there were people that felt defeated and felt sort of lorded over. They were slaves. Of course, they felt that way. They felt like they had no control over their lives, their bodies, they, because they didn't. So if, mentally, yeah. Yeah, it took rogue slaves like Denmark Vesey and Nat Turner and Harriet Tubman and people like that, not rogue ones, but people that were like, yo, we can do this and death is better than whatever. Of course, those people, of course, of course, there's a mental, there's a mental sort of um, slavery that goes along with that. You'd have to be stupid or not understand the human condition to not get that. But to say that it, to even intimate that there's in some way weakness involved in a situation that you cannot possibly understand. Like, it's like saying that I'm on an island with, right, right now, right? We mm-hmm. like that, that movie alive, plane crashes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're up there. Like, you survive, the rest of your soccer team may die. Right? They come back, the guy goes, um, you know, one of the guys goes, you know, I, we, we had to eat some of the other guys. We weren't, we ran out of food. We had to eat some of the other guys. We weren't going to live. We ate some of the other guys. And then you look at them and you go, how could you? You're a disgusting person. How could you eat other human beings? Blah, 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 blah. I would never do something like that. Motherfucker, you don't know what you would do. Right. You don't know how you would react. You don't know what you would be mentally strong enough to pull off. Everybody wants to believe that they would be the one person leading, lighting the torch, leading people out of bondage. Mm-hmm. But people did that and they weren't you. So the, 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 the least you could do for people who did that, the least you could do is to respect the conditions that led to their sacrifice enough not to say what you would have done if you would have been back there because you don't fucking know what you would have done. And the, and, the, and, the, and the reality is most of the people talking that big shit would have been the best fucking slaves on the plantation. <laughs> you know because, because Because I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to tell you something else that bothers me just about that. We're talking about... Um, we're talking about our ancestors and how they were mentally enslaved, right? Or they were mentally enslaved. Then like, there was, it was a choice. We're talking about Harriet Tubman and saying things like that about her, right? I don't hear very much smoke for any white people. All I hear is I love Donald Trump. I love Steve Jobs. I love Walt Disney. I am Da Vinci. Uh, I am uh, uh, Arno. All of these French designers. I like when when it when it cut when it came down to I talked to somebody that worked on late registration with Ye. And mm-hmm. they talked about the fact that when Ye brought on um John Bryan, 
who is a fantastic keyboardist and musician who had worked with Porter's Head and Fiona Apple and all of those other, those other uh, 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 amazing, amazing musical artists. And when he, when he changed the sound, that Ye was just in love with everything that John Bryan was doing. Meanwhile, he had some of the baddest musicians that were black that were working with him that he in some way would overlook to heap praise on this guy. That's a real thing. That didn't come from me. That came from somebody who is very prominent that had worked on that album, right? So for me, there's also something not just with the slavery was a choice thing and the Harriet Tubman thing. There's a specific way in which Ye worships whiteness that I wonder where that comes from. Like, I wonder what that's about. So, you know, look, all of that stuff is from a couple of years ago. There's really no reason to get back into it. You said what you said. But the reality is we have to make it a priority to respect and love our ancestors here as black Americans more than anything because they literally survived so that we could do the shit that we're doing. But we got to stop looking at Kanye West to be that person to do that. Because at this point, he's shown us who he is. Every single time he has a chance to take it back, which again, I don't even know why Joe Rogan was addressing it. Every single time he has a chance to take it back, he doesn't. He makes an excuse for it or he recreates what it is that he said. So at this point, we can't look for Kanye for that. He's lost. Mm. He, he needs to get the help that he needs. But I don't look at him in that way anymore since he made that point. Mm. I don't, I don't. Damn, I can't believe I broke my promise. I think it was worth, Van, in your defense, and I won't do this often, I will say that it was, it was worth it. It needed to be addressed. And I think, and I think that's what's great is when people come to you and they want to hear your opinion on something, I think it is our responsibility on this podcast to give it to them. They want to hear what you had to say about this because it was that big of a deal. It was everywhere. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. It's very tough. Does it bother you that he decided to do the interview with him and not somebody uh, of color? No. He's done okay. enough interviews with people of color. You know, I, I mean, but he... we haven't heard from him. Since he just sit down with Nick Cannon a little while ago, he did one with Nick Cannon. Definitely missed that. Okay. Yeah, he, he that. shout out to Nick Cannon. He did one on Cannon's class, and they sat down and they talked. It's pretty good. You know, there's no animus towards Kanye West. It's like none. Everyone can do what it is that they want to do. Look, here's a very, it, it, it's very simple. Conservative, not conservative. I'll judge you. I will. I'll judge you if you're a Black Trump supporter. I'll judge you. But I won't say fuck you. That's your right. It really is your right. Seriously, there, there's a, a lot of thought here in America, both politically and socially, and you got to give grace to people on all sides of it, right? There's only one thing to me, one thing as a black man that's unforgivable. Yo, blackness is not, it just hasn't been in America a condition of birth. It's not. It's not a condition of birth. Mm-hmm. Blackness had to be built from nothing. Blackness had to be sacrificed for. Blackness had to be uh, killed for. It had to be, you had to, people had to die for it. People had to devote their whole lives to it and not get anything back. Do you, sometimes I'm just driving down the street and I'm sorry that my anxiety does this to me. And I think about a life lived in bondage. A life where you never saw a day free. Mm. Yeah. And 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 I think about 
That's your entire existence from first breath to last breath. Like my daddy and them used to say, from full day in the morning to after day at night, just getting whipped on and beat on and all of that. But you you survived it and you yeah. had a baby and they had a baby. And the only thing that linked those generations were hope. You don't get to come at those people. Yeah. The end. We ain't litigating it. Yeah. You don't get to come. We can argue about how we are now. We can argue about how we need to be better. But them, they're sacred. Yeah. I agree. Um, um, now, can I see your wrist? My wrist? That one with the pin in it? Yeah. What about it? Are we wearing the same bracelet? No? Yeah. Okay, you sorry. The, is that like a Black Lives Matter bracelet? What do you have on? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Black Lives Matter thing. I got the Black Lives Matter because I care okay. about that. Who sent it? About... Did you just, was it a gifted to you? Somebody gave it to me and then I put it on. Dude, like, when did you have, when did you get yours? Like last week? I had mine. I've been had mine. I had mine like, like months I'm ago. Not, keep going. I've been had mine. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Did you see the Adele sketch on Saturday Night Live? Did you see that? I did. Wait, which one? Because she made fun of The Bachelor, and then I saw her do one that was uh, a little a little controversial. The African, the African sex tourism joint. Yeah. Did you see that? Did, did, okay. I don't know if you guys saw it, but on Saturday Night Live, Adele did a sketch with, um, uh, what's her face from? Um, Kate. 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 Kate McKinnon. 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 Kate yeah. McKinnon. Very talented. I'm sorry I blanked on her name. Uh, where they were acting like they were going to Africa to fuck black guys. Yes. They were two African, white, uh, white, white divorcees. White divorcees. They're going on sex tours. And by the way, this is something that happens. I did not know this. I, I didn't realize that this was something that happens till after. You've heard of this before? That they go to Africa? Okay, that, no, no. <laughs> no. Have you no? Have you heard about this dick tourism thing where people go to different things just so they can sleep with black guys and stuff like that? Like, did you did you know about this? I thought that only happened in the states, but keep going. Wait, that happens in wait 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 wait. <laughs> well, like just just white women, you know, like like coming out of divorce or whatever, and are like feel like they just like want to 
experience things that they never had before or that, you know, they, they weren't able to. And a lot of times that comes, they're very curious about black men. And they yes, go. I have heard of that, but I never go, heard them like going to other continents to experience it. But in these ladies, because a lot of my homeboys out here, they want to know where you can get to these ladies. At. These ladies specifically go to have sex with black men. That's a thing. I not in the same way that this skit is done, but I know that there are women who like, yes, who have never experienced one before and have been divorced and are seeking out the a type of man that they've never had before, particularly a black man. Yes. Interesting. But I didn't know that it was like a thing. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. they go to Africa looking for them. Like they're on well, a freaking safari. Well, I've been a freaking safari. That's kind of what I, well, I when I looked it up and kind of did research on it, um, I feel like they what I saw was that it happens more in the islands. Oh, you know, I could see that. It happens sure. more happens more <laughs> in the islands. People go to these different islands and all of a sudden the the music is, you know. You're listening to the Maxi Priest or something like that. TV, come to me. And then like, all of a sudden, boom. Or oh, remember that song, Flex? Flex oh, yes. I don't have sex on me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I said that, but I mean, we can't wait no more. Huh? You know, like that shit comes on. All of a sudden, the white women just melt. And then next thing you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you back at the Viceroy with Winston. Or somebody <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Um, but no, a lot of people, so uh, Adele and Kay McKinnon did this <laughs> sketch where it was sex stories, and a lot of people were pissed the fuck off, especially as we covered here on Higher Learning on the last episode in light of sort of the seriousness of some of the issues that are going on in Africa right now. A lot of people were pissed off. I got to admit, I watched the sketch and I wasn't particularly bothered by it um, also, I would say I'm a black American. I am not African. So I do. I, 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 I understand that there's a different cultural understanding and cultural sensitivities. But were you pissed off by that? No, Did you think it was wrong? I wasn't pissed off, but I understand why people were. Because if this skit had come out last year, I don't think people would be as upset about it. One, people get upset very easily. But two, I can understand why. One is the what's happening right now in Nigeria, like you talked about in SARS. Mm-hmm. Two... What's happening to black men in this country? So just like objectifying black men in that way seems very insensitive. And then the third thing is Adele just got a bunch of heat for exploiting a culture, not a culture, a people, Jamaicans. And and even though I didn't necessarily agree with it, we had someone come on who was Jamaican or is Jamaican to talk about it. She's already gotten heat for that. So here you are doing something again that is objectifying and exploiting a certain type of people. So it's just too many of those things where it's, it, you were an easy target to attack in the skit. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I completely understand. I get it. I just, uh, look, and I, some of the tweets that I read about it were like, yo, I completely understand that I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going to, one particular tweet was like, I'm not going to go all think piece here, but it just doesn't feel right uh, to, to kind of be this jovial about African bodies and things that are going on there during this time. I completely get that. I do wonder overall, though, like, because I know people that work at Saturday Night Live, Mm -hmm. like Black people, and I wonder if they thought at the time that this was going to ruffle the feathers that it was going to ruffle. You know, you just wouldn't think 
What do those that, people look like that you know? Are they black behind the black. camera making the decision? They're black. Okay. They're, they're black. But like, you just wouldn't think that a sketch... It's just so tricky nowadays. You wouldn't think that a sketch about white women wanting to fuck black dudes was going to offend uh, people like it did. You just it's wouldn't think It's a sign of the that. times, though. Yeah, it is. And, it's, it's, and uh, the seriousness about which people are taking identity. And, you know, even going back to what we just talked about a little while ago, you know, we ain't... We ain't fuck dolls. We ain't just to be harvested for any one particular reason or fetishized or something like that. It's just, it's interesting because Adele, Adele's gotten typically a lot of love in the culture. Mm-hmm. But she's, 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 she's snagged her foot a couple of times here. Yeah. She's because she's yeah. stubbed her toe. Stubbed her toe a little bit. To me, uh, I just don't understand how this actually made it to air. I, it's very obvious really? to me that this could be offensive. I'm not saying that I had a, like a strong reaction to it. Like I did with, um, Sawidi, mm-hmm. but I can understand easily see the other side of it and how this is going to rub people the wrong way. And I just don't mm. understand how they, that they didn't see that. Mm. I have to admit, I have to admit something to you. Mm-hmm. I am excited about tomorrow. On t- for Tuesday. I'm excited about Tuesday. I'm excited about because? the Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. I'm yes. excited about it. It's 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 <laughs> it's something that I never really thought was possible that I could be to this level of batch. But I found myself like driving, thinking, "Damn, no." I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the Bachelorette. I'm looking. What forward is to it? What do you think? What is it that you think has drawn you in? Because there's a reason you didn't watch it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you're watching it and it's not right. because of me. So right. I'm, I'm very curious as to like why you think you're so into it right now. Because this shit is wild, man. <laughs> They're not supposed to be doing no wild shit like this. Like this shit is really wild. Like they, it, it it's just, I, first of all, I love to see people get sunned. Like I love it. It's nothing more fun to me than watching somebody get sunned, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in a, in a mm-hmm. non-threatening way. Yeah. Just like when Blake walked over and just took Claire from that guy, Jay, or whatever his name was, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit! <laughs> like, he got sunned! You gonna let her just do that? Oh, man, like, I, and I, I like stuff like that. I like, and, and, and really, it's a competition. Like, I'm competitive. I like watching competition. It's a competition. Yes, it is. It's a competitive thing, The Bachelor. And it goes so, both ways. Whether it's men or women, it's competitive. Well, good. So, I'm so, glad you enjoy it. I am. Somebody sent me a, a, oh, no. a, a meme of Dale, and he was a, a model for Party City. Did you see this meme? Is that really him? That is really him. And he was a, a model for Party City? That so, was really him. <laughs> my only issue with that is that... What? You have an issue? A little bit. Because I feel like Dale is, like, misleading people a little bit. In because when you say, when it says Dale, it says ex-pro football player. It doesn't say ex-party city model or current party city model. And I got to be honest with you. I personally think that first of all, who did Dale who did Dale play football for? Um, he played for three teams. Okay. 
Where are the I, teams? I, Green Bay, and I don't remember the other one. So he was in the NFL. Yes, but to what le- did he make a 53-man roster? I don't know. Would you like right. guys like to know, according to Wikipedia? Yes. Yes. According to Wikipedia, in 2012, he was undrafted. He signed with the Green Bay Packers. He was waived at the end of the preseason. Then he okay. signed with the practice squad of the Buccaneers, was released two months later. Then he signed with the Bears practice squad and was waived, was signed by the Panthers, was then waived, and then played in the Arena Football League. He didn't make it in games in the Arena Football League, but never made it in a game from the NFL. Okay, so okay. here's the thing. So, Thank nor you, can he make a 53-man roster, is what so, I'm also learning. I would argue that Dale is much more of a party city model than he is a pro football player. I would and, argue that, and I think I have a solid argument, that Dale should change his name from, and I don't know why he's running from this. I fuck with you, Dale. I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know why uh, Dale should change his name, his his little description, from ex-pro football player to current party. Let me tell model. you what. Let me tell you what. Let me put on my Saweetie hat. Mm-hmm. If I if your title is ex-pro football player versus ex-party city model. Which one of them do you think is more appealing? Which one sounds like they could buy you that Birkin bag and pay your bills? And which one are you sending back to the streets? So this show is not about the truth and actual finding true love. It's about it's about capping and going out there and, and pretending and all of this. It's not about actually. So what you're saying? OK, so guess what? Fuck Dale now. Now but, Dale's but a liar. I see a bigger problem with this. It's what? not. He has been defined as a football player and a mm-hmm. model. Right. Do you think that there's an issue that when you say model, nobody thinks catalog party city model that you're in costumes dressed up as a taco mm. and Spider-Man and whatever else he was. <laughs> you think <laughs> you think that he's on a runway or he's like a face model or maybe an actual oh. commercials. See this, the ladies, this is a lesson. You have mm. to be thorough in the questions that you ask. When somebody says they're a model, Dale. you gotta ask what kind. Because like, that's not never what you're picturing. I'm ever. gonna be honest with you. I think the taco outfit is disrespectful, man. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna be honest with you. Super, Superman's cool. He looks like he looks like he's uh in this other one, he looks like he's um fucking uh, Maximus from 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 fucking uh from Gladiator. That's cool, but the taco. So he, <laughs> there's, there's a couple of things about the taco outfit that really are very, 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 very offensive. Number one, it's a ground beef taco. Now I have no problem with a good GBT. How do we get that that hard? <laughs> I have no problem with a good GBT. I have no problem eating a ground beef taco every now and again. But I don't think that ground beef taco should be advertised. Ground beef taco, you go over like, your grandmama makes a ground beef taco in the black community. If your grandmama is Latinx, then she probably makes you the fucking bed. But if if you go over there, you go have tacos with your grandmama, she's going to cook up some amazing ground beef. This is true. Here come the old old El Paso shells. She's going to put it in there. Might spice it up with something that's some Tony's or something like that. Boom. You got, and they're great tacos. I'm not saying they got them. Right. But what bothers me is the fucking sombrero. <laughs> I don't like that sombrero shit, man. That, that, I don't like, they got this nigga. I like, I don't like that sombrero shit. 
if you got the taco on, I feel like we get that's enough. The point that you're a taco, but wearing a sombrero with the taco, to me, if I'm Dale, I'm like, yo, I'm not wearing a sombrero, man. I'm not, I'm not wearing a sombrero. Will you see the picture? You I'm see sure. <laughs> you see it. There it is. Look, look at I him. can type in Dale taco costume and it pops up. <gasps> but did you see the dog next to him? What dog? Okay, no, maybe somebody's dog. photoshopped that in. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Oh, what about the um what do you call him? I'm drawing a blank. In his hands. What, the sword? No, in the taco outfit. Oh, he's got uh hold on for a second. <laughs> I can't think of the term right now. Oh, like those bongos or whatever like that? Like those little marachas? So, mar- should should like the whatever? Yeah. Do you think those come with the costume or they just did that to play into the stereotype right there? I think they and come that's with what's the bothering co- you. That's I, think they come with the, I think they come with the costume, but I think I know now why Dale didn't want to identify as the model or the Party City model because he knows he's done some fucking culturally insensitive shit during this time for Party City. It's really a lot of bullshit. I think um, it's a little bit more than that. Yeah, well... We'll see. Dale, so are you Dale, still Team Dell or not? I'm fucking with Dell. I know that whatever he was in on this, it wasn't. It's not gonna change Claire's mind. You know what I'm saying? Like he could be whatever. He could be dressed up as a fucking Nation of Islam. He could be dressed up as a Bolshevik. He could be dressed up as one of Miles. He could be dressed up as like what. It doesn't matter what he what he is. He could be full MAGA. Claire's in. Claire's in. Claire would work. Claire would work it out with Dale through anything. Through well, so anything. she's down. She's ride or die. She's ride. She is ride or die. The rest of the guys are a bunch of chumps in this house. Like, it's the way they're being treated by this whole Claire Dale thing. Notice that we didn't talk about something on this podcast uh, as we get ready to wrap up. No election stuff. No election stuff. But does we we need a break because it's about to get real heavy, real real Ooh. heavy. Oh shit! That sounded like a fucking real world ad. You sounded <laughs> like it, yeah, like like uh, like that's like you know before the show comes out, <laughs> it's about to get real heavy. Rachel from Dallas, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, you're it right. is. Well, it is. It is. So we might we might uh we're gonna take a take we might get back on it on Thursday, and have some special mm-hmm. stuff for you to to help shape your political world. But you should know right now that. Biden maintains uh, a pretty significant polling average both nationally and in the battleground states, but nobody cares because there's not one person that I've talked to that is in any way, even with the early voting being what it was and the early voting has been spectacular, really on both sides of the aisle, there's not one person affiliated with the Biden camp who in any way thinks that the election is locked up. And that alone is scaring the shit Wait, you said the Biden camp. Yeah, Biden camp. Yeah, I thought Biden. you were saying people who were voting for Biden who also feel that way, but that's even no, no, scarier. No, no, the Biden no, no, camp. No, the Biden camp is not. They are not in any way. They are. They are saying, "Hey, guys, we got need you to get out there in force and vote." Uh, early voting is going on now. Are you early voting, Melon, or in person? So, um, I moved, and because I moved, I haven't got my ballot. So I'm just going to go ahead and go vote in person. Let's make it. Just make it happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go vote in person. Get out there with the public. Hi, I'm sure band. you're going to have a story to tell. Hey, it's me. Hey, 
It's me. I might story tell. Shout out to the girl too that was that listens to the podcast that I saw when I was eating out. She said, "I love y'all's podcast. I really appreciate that. Thank you for listening." And to yeah. all the other thought warriors out there too. Shout out to the thought warriors, man. Yeah, you guys, you, guys, you know, you guys make it. This um, this has been a great experience as far as doing the podcast and learning and, and talking about everybody and meeting everyone and stuff like that. Especially the new group, the new family I have that I'm a part of now. I'll never forget you guys and I'll never, ever leave you guys out. All my bashes out there. They like you better than me now. We're going in and this, people think that this is like just a thing that's going to know. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. What does that mean? I don't what? know. <laughs> I don't know. You're just going to see where journey. the journey takes you? you just gonna see, see where the journey takes me. I can't wait till you're featured on the show. That's That's my goal is to make it happen for you to be on the show. And so, yeah. like on a date or something, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll we'll work it out. We'll work on that. All right, um, that's a roundup of it all. Please stay safe, wear your masks, yes. and always, always, always respect the people who lay down their lives for you and suffer for you. Don't ever come at them, or I'll come at you. All right, uh, take your thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. We out. <laughs>